Welcome to Charlotte's Wandering Web with your adventurous guide to the good times, Charlotte Tweed. Each week, Charlotte takes you on the journey of a lifetime to a delightful Caribbean locale where the sun never sets on your good life at a great price. And now with her muy amigo, Carib Carter, here's your host, Charlotte Tweed. Hello, hello, hello. It's Carib Carter, and welcome to Charlotte's Wandering Web. Uh, grab your coffee, get ready for another great visit with the highly popular, I know because I get all the emails and text messages, the highly popular Charlotte Tweed. Charlotte, come in from Mexico. How are you? I'm fantastic, Carter. How are you? I am good, and I want to say I have thoroughly enjoyed your Facebook posts of your new uh, uh, living quarters down there. Folks, go make sure to follow Charlotte on Facebook. Yeah. It, the pictures have been fantastic. They Absolutely are. fantastic. You know, the beautiful palm tree behind me. This I just love this tree. It's beautiful. And I think... Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. You might see a little hummingbird fly around back there, too, as long as oh, they good. don't attack me. Good. Very, very good. So, so follow follow Charlotte on on uh, Facebook, and uh, and you'll get to enjoy the the uh, the pictures of her life down there in Mexico, just like I do. So, what has been happening since we saw you last week? Well, since we chatted last week, my husband and I had an interesting lunch with a couple that moved here. He's Canadian, and his wife is actually from Cuba. Cuba. So it yeah it was very interesting to hear what her life was like in Cuba and they absolutely love it here they they love it here sorry there's how a bug. long how long have they bug. been there is that hummingbird attacking no that was a bug that was oh, a bug, bug. okay <laughs> <laughs> yes there are bugs in Mexico but uh, yeah anyways beside the point um, I'm not a hundred percent sure how long they've been here we met them at church so we went for lunch after church with a group of people and they're they're all expats that we went for lunch with, actually. No, there was one local. Sorry, I better correct one myself. Local, one okay. Yeah. So um, while we were sitting for lunch, oh, Cuban sandwiches. I love those. And she's, no, those Cuban sandwiches are actually not Cuban. She said a Cuban sandwich in Cuba would be white bread with a piece of ham and cheese. And then you would spread it with lard. And that's a Cuban sandwich. Lard? <laughs> Did you say lard? Lard, lard, like, yep, rendered lard. She said, you know, when when it gets, when the fat gets hard, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, rendered lard. So that is what an actual Cuban sandwich is. It is not the tasty pork, roast pork with, I think there's sauerkraut on it and the sauces. No, no. Cuba's not famous for its food. <laughs> <laughs> A lard sandwich is not my idea of gourmet cuisine. No, no. And, you know, it's funny. Back in, I'd say, the 40s, lard sandwiches were actually popular in Canada. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, I think my mother cooked with lard when I was a kid, yeah. which, which I think made us all fat and sick. Yes. My mother always had lard, always had lard on hand. <laughs> <There we> <laughs> so. but, but it's interesting because Cuba obviously is a communist country. And she went on to describe what it was like living in Cuba and the lack of choice. Well, if you're putting lard and just a piece of ham and cheese on your sandwich and just white bread, that's it. So she told us a story of when she moved to Canada, because I said her husband was Canadian. So the, she did live in Canada before they moved here to Mexico. Mm 
and they went to Tim Hortons, which is sort of a Canadian version of Starbucks. If you don't know what Tim Hortons is, it's okay. a very famous coffee shop in Canada. And she went and wanted, wanted a bagel with cheese. And her husband said, I always made her go order to you know, practice her English and get used to, because there's so much variety in our countries, right? And she said, I want a bagel with cheese. And they said, well, what kind of bagel do you want? She said, what do you mean, what kind of bagel? I, I just want a bagel. Well, do you want multigrain? Do you want sesame seed? Do you, right? We have all these variety. Okay, I'll have my multigrain. Well, what kind of cream cheese do you want? She's for heaven's sake, there's more than one kind of cream cheese. Like, low fat, no fat, 2%, like strawberry. So she said, yeah, and you don't get that in Cuba. None. I know I've always heard the food is not good. If you go to Cuba, take ketchup with you. <laughs> oh, it, it's just, it, the, the, the situation in Cuba, I, I, I always tell my wife, there's only been one real revolutionary yeah. in the last hundred plus years in Central America. And it was not Fidel Castro. It was Daniel Ortega. Fidel Castro did not stage a revolution. He was a wealthy guy whose cronies got together and decided to replace another wealthy guy, Batista. <laughs> and then he became the dictator for the next 70 years. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I, you know, how much has Cuba changed? Right. And it, she said, still, she just went back to Cuba to visit her family. And they, every day there's a six hour power outage, but you don't, you don't know when you're going to get it. You're either going to get it from six in the morning to noon noon to six in the evening, six to midnight or midnight till six in the morning. So you just kind of, if your power goes out, I guess it's out for the next six hours, but they, they have those rolling power outages. Hard. And you know, you really have to wonder Carter, if you're in Canada and the States, are those rolling power outages coming to you? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and folks need to understand Cuba was actually the wealthiest country south of the border when Castro took mm -hmm. over. Wow. And then he became a wealthy dictator and the country became impoverished and still, and unfortunately still is. So this, this woman just, she married a Canadian obviously and she left. She left. Yes, she yeah. left. Um, the only time she goes back is just to visit family occasionally and she has, well, Canadian, so she's got her Canadian passport. So this is just goes to show how important having a second passport is, or a second residency. She said her Cuban passport is completely useless. The only thing it is good for is to get in Cuba or to get out of Cuba. Wow. It gets her wow. nowhere else. You know, to put in perspective the importance of that second passport that this lady has escaped uh, 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 Cuba with... You know, there was a, I don't, I talked to both Joel and um, Mike Cobb recently about this article. This, this, it's not an article, actually, it's a tremendous research piece, okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, by the goldenvisa.com, uh, the great American exodus. They surveyed Americans, okay? Surveyed a huge number of Americans and found that 40, there's, there's a tremendous out-migration from the U.S. now. 42% of them said they were leaving the U.S. because of social and political unrest. 42%, Charlotte. So that shows you the importance of exactly what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that, it's huge. 
second passport. Very important. And that's, you know, with us having our temper, temporal here now, our residency, we can come and go to Mexico as much as we want. And we, we can actually leave. It's good for four years because the amnesty one is good for four years. We don't have to go and reapply after one year, like the normal temporal residency. Right. So we could actually leave Mexico for three years if we wanted. As long as we're back a month before it expires, we can apply for permanente. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, double check that with our lawyer today. So even a residency, a second residency somewhere else is so important. It's, it is the, it's the plan B escape route now. It really is 42% and 42% of Americans say that's the reason they're getting out. So it's just vital. And, and I, and you have absolutely, as we're learning from you week after week, you have really found a, just a sweet spot there in Mexico. We have, it's perfect for us. And it, it, it literally checked every box. <laughs> so, you know, that's what people need to do is they need to sit down and say, what do you, what do you really want? What do you, you want your life to look like? The yeah. cost of living, climate, um, and I know I, I keep getting safety questions still about Mexico. So, you know, we can talk a little bit about that too. But I, I encourage people to sit down and start writing out their plan B now because you are going to need it. And that's going to be the theme for our Escape Artist magazine for August as well is your plan B roadmap. So we want to put a good guide together to help people put their plan in place. It's fantastic. And, mm -hmm. and you know, we... We urge people all the time, you do it escape artists, we do it offshore club, just get your plan B in the place. Just get it in the place. Don't wait till the last minute. You know that uh, Pocahontas up there in Massachusetts, uh, Senator, what the hell's her name, uh, Elizabeth Warren, has already introduced a bill to confiscate your money if you decide to leave the U.S. Yeah. Yeah, introduced yeah. it under Trump, where it obviously didn't get very far, but under Biden, yeah. The time yes. is right. <laughs> the time is right. The time is right. The time is now. You are exactly right. Yeah. And you mentioned cost of living. I think the, the average annual income in Mexico, I think, is $8,400. $8,480 was the latest I heard. So right. if the annual income is 4000 800 uh, 4,400. Mm -hmm. No, let me get this right 8,400. And you can bring in, let's say, 2,000 a month, either retirement or remote work. Mm -hmm. You're just going to live very, very nicely. Yes. From our experience, we've been here now since the middle of December. You can live comfortably here from on 2,000 to 2,500 a month. You can find places to live for 500 US dollars a month up to, you know, whatever. Of course, you can find much more expensive higher-end properties. Right. A good median from what we've seen is between 800 and 1500 US a month. That seems to be kind of the most common, but you can you can find less. I think yours is 950, right? Ours is 950, yes. And it's gorgeous. I mean, yeah. you know, we showed the you showed you were kind enough to share the footage last week. It's just gorgeous. It yeah, it's and it comes with a gardener. I keep saying that I have a gardener. <laughs> <laughs> and furnished, even with pots and, and pans. Furnished, and furnished, pots and pans, everything. Yeah. Everything. That everything. covers everything. And, it, you know, Carter, I have a little show and tell for you because I was actually reading the newspaper this morning. And I know you like your show and tell. Mine's black and white, so it's not as exciting. I'll make sure I get it up. 
So I saw this little house for rent in the paper. And I'm just going to read the description so people can get a general idea what is available out there. So it says, for rent, Ahihik Central, Los Arcos, an auto-gated community of nine historical homes. I'll do the kilometer on miles. 0.4 kilometers, which is 0.2 miles from the square. Half block to Malacan, which is the boardwalk on Lake Chapala. Wow. wow. Lakesides, palm-lined promenade. Ideal location. Walk everywhere. No hills to climb. A lovingly restored, elegant, 2,600 square foot, hacienda style, fully furnished home on, a, on one level with 17 foot Bovita brick ceilings and 12 skylights. So I don't know if you know what the Bovita brick ceilings are. No. No. They're... They're very Mexican. They're beautiful. I love them. They're, it's almost like a beveled brick ceiling. Okay. So uh, 8,000 square feet of mature gardens. Enjoy views of the mountains. Security in an exclusive tree-lined Pravada cul-de-sac in prime century home area, bordered by the lake and gated at night. Two bedrooms with vast closet space and ensuite baths. Powder room, 17 by 42, living, dining with gas, log fireplace, chef's kitchen, Samsung pro baking oven and range, L-shaped, huge screen veranda with beam and petate, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right, woven reed ceiling, walkouts to patio, fountain and covered barbecue, UV whole house, water filtration, two water heaters, phone, internet, basic electricity, maid, Gardener, water, gas, taxes included. How much do you think it is? Oh, geez. Um, I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess 1500 a month. Very good. 1500 USD a month. I was on, that was it? That was it. <laughs> <laughs> You've been paying that's, attention. That's fantastic. Yeah, like ev that's everything. Everything. Prime, prime location, prime location. And what, what was the square footage? Did you say 2,600 square feet? Yes, 2,600 square foot hacienda style, fully furnished home on one level. Unbelievable. Now, does that include that gardener and all that that you yes. mentioned? Yeah. Yeah, includes uh, phone, internet, basic electricity. I mean electricity. I don't know what high-end electricity would be, but made... Gardener, water, gas, and taxes. You would be talking about four to five thousand dollars a month in the U.S., especially in a beautiful locale like yeah. like you're talking about there. At least four to five thousand a month. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. So that's. I thought that was pretty neat. I just read that this morning. I thought I have show and tell for Carter. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't have a show and tell. Well, I did. I did have a show and tell. That's right. Good. Thank God. Yeah. Thank mm -hmm, God. Mm -hmm. That is just, you, you know, every time we talk, the, the viewers have to realize more and more, this is just a better way of life. It is. It's just a better way of life. It is. Yeah. I, I mean, I... it's pleasant and you don't have, you know, it really, I got to tell you, you know, here in the U.S., when they talk in this thing, 42% are upset about the social and political unrest in the U.S., it, you can cut it with a knife now. Oh, It's just nobody gets along with anybody in this no. country anymore. 
No, I mean, it's the uh, same in Canada. There's such division, right? It's it, it's yeah. it's the, the young don't like the old. The old don't like the young. The black don't like the white. The white don't like the black. You know, just it goes on and on and on. And and there's no, you know, there's no meeting place. That's what's shocking about it. There's no meeting place. Yeah. It, and you're not allowed to have the conversations to even debate to, you know, understand or hear what the other side has to say. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no. So it's just um, it's so delightful to be somewhere where you are, where there's just not that palpable feeling of animosity in the air. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're 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 very comfortable here. So, yeah. And, you know, like I mean, you I said, don't have people, sorry, go ahead. People looking at you, think, you don't have people looking at you like, what's the white girl doing in my neighborhood? <laughs> no, we haven't experienced anything like that at all. <laughs> I have that here in York, Pennsylvania. Oh, wow. What's the white guy doing in my neighborhood? It's like, what? You know, and and worse by the day, worse by the day, which is which is very sad because mm -hmm. I, I'm going to tell you, it was not that way in the U.S. Just even up till five or six years ago, it wasn't, it wasn't like it is now. And that, that doesn't, uh, that, you know, it's not going to change because you, you know, you know what it is in the U S I'm glad they use the word political in here, not just social. Sure. I don't know about in Canada, but it's what the politicians thrive on divide and conquer. It just really is mm -hmm. divide and conquer. If people can't unite, they can't throw you out. That's right. <laughs> It's very simple. Yeah, they they want people divided, and they have been very successful in doing that. Very successful, pitting one the, against the another. The power is with the people, but the people they don't realize it anymore. No, they just think, no. well, I guess that's the way it is, and we have to put up with it. No, you don't have to put up with it. <laughs> yeah, you don't. In the in the U.S., though, less and less there's anything you can do about it. To be honest with you, it's like you know here. We had parents who were upset about pornography in the elementary school libraries and the attorney general of the United States sicked the FBI on them and they were not allowed to, to say anything in public meetings anymore. So here there's less and to be honest with you, there's less and less you can do. And you're better off somewhere like where you are because it, it's not a factor in your life. Right. It's no. just not a factor. No, not at all. And, you know, we've yeah. been talking about Cuba and communism and uh, your choice of bread, you uh, the food shortages that we keep hearing about, we have seen nothing like that here. The food is plentiful everywhere. I mean, pretty soon in Canada, you may only have white bread. <laughs> yes, you may. Yes, you may. <laughs> so, and, you, you know, I often say my dream in life is for the question, who's the president of the United States, to be a trivia question. Okay? Because he has so little impact on my daily life. And really... That's the way it is for you in Mexico now. Who's the president of Mexico is kind of to you a trivia question. Yeah. Because he doesn't dictate every move you make. <laughs> Don't ask me to say his name. It's like four four words long. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> and, you know, of course, there's people here that aren't happy with it. Nobody is 100% happy with their political climate. There's No. You no. Know, so. No. But, I mean, all I can say is look how welcoming Mexico has been to us. They offered us refuge when all those travel restrictions were on in Canada that we could stay here for four years with hardly any questions asked. Like, 
it's just they open their arms first so it's just absolutely wonderful mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i think now you've shown us two places one your own and the other in show and tell that folks you need to get down there and visit with charlotte and check out i mean it is that good or whichever country that you're interested in like make your yep. list check your boxes and go see it for yourself that's the most important thing i can say go see it for yourself because yeah. i can say we're safe here i can say everything but unless you see it yourself people yeah you, you just got to see it yourself to really really you see it for yourself yeah, yeah. you do seeing is believing it is it's, it is yeah. you know like a, I'll mention Fantastic. the safety thing again, because I keep getting safety questions I, every week. Somebody, but is it safe? Is it safe? You know, there's bars on your, on your doors. There's bars on windows everywhere in Mexico. I, it's almost yeah. like it's a, a decorative thing. Nicaragua, there's bars everywhere. Belize, there's bars everywhere. And I used to feel the same thing. There's bar. I'm not staying somewhere where there's bars on the window. Cause that means it's a dangerous neighborhood. Yeah. It, it's just an, another level of security. And, you know, actually, it's quite pretty because they're pretty bars. It's not like <laughs> bars in a jail. <laughs> it's not. And I'll go back to our Cuban friend there. And her uncle lives in Mexico. And he's actually lived here for 20 years. And when she said, when we told her, her uncle we were moving to Mexico, and this is kind of a strange logic, he's like, no, you can't move there. You're going to get killed and all this. And she's like, well, what are you talking about? Because he was living in Mexico. But he lives... A very risky lifestyle. He actually raises fighting roosters. So the people that he's involved with are gambling, they're drinking, they're doing drugs. <laughs> so when he's, so if you want to find trouble here, you can. Uh, yeah. I'm so I'm not into uh, rooster fighting. So we're not into that. We're not into the nightlife. We're not out, you know, getting drunk in the evenings doing that type of thing. And she's, well, you know, think about it. Look at your lifestyle and look at my lifestyle. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I'm you telling know. you, your lifestyle is much. Now, now, when I'm in West Virginia, my lifestyle is more like your lifestyle. My wife and I are at a vacation home. But down here in York, which was once one of the most beautiful mid-sized cities in America, there ain't no lifestyle. <laughs> it's. You go five blocks from my house and there's a death style. And so it just, it's no way to live. And where you are is just, it's copacetic. I think that's a good word for it. It is copacetic. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's funny because my son and his girlfriend just took a trip to the States. They've been wanting to go to Seattle for a couple of years now. So they finally went to Seattle and I, I was worried about them. I was oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I can't say anything because people are hounding me all the time about safety in Mexico. But I was I'm like, I was concerned. Be aware of your surroundings, you know, be safe because they were going. And then they court, they went to Blockbuster in Portland in Oregon. So or, oh my no, God. what is it called? Bend. Bend. That's where the last Blockbuster is. Well, the the um, in Seattle now, if you work for the Seattle city government, the police provide you an escort from your office to your car every day. Wow. So you were right to be concerned about the safety. <laughs> I was. They had a good time. They had, it was safe. Good, good. They're, they're two uh, young people with very good heads on their shoulders. So, good. and our son is well-traveled too. And so is his girlfriend. So they're aware of their surroundings. So they were okay. They were good. They, they, had, good si time. they had situational awareness. 
Yeah. yeah. For their own safety. Now, where you are, you have situational awareness for the beauty around you. I mean, we yeah. can see it over your shoulder. It's yeah. just wonderful. It is. Just- I could sit out here all day. It's a little warm right now. And it's the mid-afternoon. The sun's above. I have the umbrella up. But this is this is the hottest time of the day, usually between like two and five o'clock. So I'm a little yeah. warm, but that's I'm not that's complaining. It's fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. All right. Well, this has been perfect. Thank you. And You're thank welcome. you for the show and tell. You're that welcome. Wonderful. If I ever yeah. find any others, I'll I'll bring them along to the show. <laughs> All right. Charlotte, again, thank you. Fantastic. Thanks, thank you for what you're teaching us about America, about Mexico. And uh, we'll be back to see more next week. All right. All right. Very Bye. good. Thank you. All right. There you go, folks. It is just, uh, look, that's a good lifestyle. Follow her on Facebook. Follow Charlotte on Facebook because she posts great material just like she shares with us here on uh, Charlotte's Wandering Web. So like I tell you every week, let's do this thing.